0: Morning. if you're a fan of Joe Hayden, you might not want to listen to this episode. Good morning to you. Good Thursday morning. I'm Dan Kovacevic of DK Pittsburgh Sports. This is Daily Shot of Steelers, heard every Monday through Friday, bright and early in the morning. If you're into hockey and or baseball, I also offer up Daily Shots of Penguins and Pirates. I am not here to criticize anything about Joe Hayden. I'm going to start with that up front. I'm also not remotely in favor of Hayden not being on the Steelers roster in 2021. He's been everything anyone could have wanted since coming over three years ago and then some. He's been worth every penny, and I have no doubt that he would continue to be worth every penny in 2021. So no matter what it is that you're about to hear, please don't presume that it's me thinking that Hayden is not valuable either as a football player or as an asset. To the Steelers. It just wouldn't make any sense. That said, a lot of stuff in this world hasn't made sense in the past year. And as a result, sports are affected too. Sports revenues are affected. And in the NFL's case, the salary cap is affected. We don't yet know to what degree NFL executives, all 32 teams, are waiting to find that out in advance of the March 17 free agency season. But there are increasingly reports, reliable reports, that what you're going to see over the next couple of weeks is an endless rollout of Kyle Van Noy type releases. And that, of course, was the Dolphins' defensive captain linebacker who was just let go. Why? Couldn't afford him. Plain and simple. Everyone who's taking up a significant cap hit has to be someone who's absolutely mandatory to the process. And maybe not just mandatory to the process now, but also moving forward. They're predicting that you're going to see all kinds of names available through free agency that you never would have imagined could be out on the open market. They're saying that all the discussions and debates that we're having right now about this guy or that guy and everything else are are going to be completely moot within a matter of a few days. They're saying that J.J. Watt was super quick to pick another team, and to take the best available offer, which he kind of came close to doing when signing with the Cardinals. It was similar money to what the Browns and Colts offered, because he knows this is coming too. So what does that mean from the Steelers' standpoint? Well, the first name I'm circling on this list of players you'd never want to cut, but at the same time... You might have to, depending on where this cap figure comes in, is Joe Hayden. This segment of Daily Shot is brought to you by our new partners at Fubo TV. If you're paying around two hundred bucks a month for cable, as most of us do, Fubo TV is sixty-five bucks a month to watch all the same channels with an emphasis on sports, and now including AT&T SportsNet Pittsburgh, meaning you can watch all the Penguins games, all the Pirates games, and you've basically lost all your excuses to hang on to cable. For our listeners only, go to Fubotv.com slash DK to get 15% off your first month. One more time, Fubotv.com slash DK, 15% off your first month. Here are the particulars on Hayden's contract, which expires after the 2021 season. His base salary is $7 million. For accounting purposes, that really doesn't matter much, you know, for payroll purposes. It's all about salary cap and cap hits but that's what he's actually going to make is 7 million dollars which is a really good and fair price for someone of his impact his cap hit is 15.575 million huge cap hit huge cap hit his dead cap value which is the amount that you would have to account for in your salary cap if you cut him is comparatively really low at $2.975 million. So if you were to cut Joe Hayden, you'd be saving on cap hit. Again, this isn't cash. You'd be saving close to $13 million in cap hit. We've been having... All this drama in recent weeks about the Steelers saving 20, 21, 19, whatever it is, million, depending on how it shakes out as it relates to Ben Roethlisberger's contract. It's been topic A and a half in this town. But here's Hayden who can save you, you know, almost as much. A $13 million cap space lessening. That is a big, big deal. Now, take that to the next step. All right, well, Hayden's gone. What do you do? Oh, no. Well, what have we all been talking about as it relates to Cam Sutton and Mike Hilton? Mike Hilton is a slot corner. He's one of the best slot corners in the NFL. Mike Hilton's not going to be leaving the slot position. That's not to say he couldn't handle it. It's just that he's great, and I really believe that. I believe that he's great where he is because he is so effective up at the line of scrimmage, being able to to blitz, to make plays, to be a wild card up there, that I don't want him locked in on one receiver and being spread all over the field. I want him up near the line where he can do damage. Cam Sutton, though, has long been the heir apparent to Hayden. Now, Sutton also has done tremendous work in the middle of the field. That's why the Steelers were so good in that regard. And Sutton is the main reason, I believe, that the Steelers were largely able to nullify the loss of Devin Bush. Losing Bush should have been a soul crusher in the middle of the football field because what Bush was able to do, uh, going sideline to sideline, cutting off screen passes, dropping into coverage, everything. Cam Sutton really, really helped in that regard. But Cam Sutton is also capable of being an outside corner, and he has shown that at the NFL level. You don't have to wonder about it. You've seen it. Would he be Joe Hayden instantly? I'm guessing not. But if your off-season priorities and the list that you make up of those have Sutton and Hilton among your top two or three, and for me, they're actually one and two, and I don't even care which order. I'd probably say Hilton first. Out of keeping your own guys, they'd be one and two. And I'm leaving Ben in a separate category. I'm not even considering Ben a free agent or anything like that. I'm talking about your pending free agents, which Ben isn't. Okay, For your pending free agents, the guys that I'd most want to keep, and I've said this all along, are Hilton and Sutton. So if you're making moves, if you're striving to uh, carve out space through restructures here or there, and you're doing that in large part, To keep Sutton, A, you're going to pay Sutton a lot, and B, you really probably ought to have an important role for him. Oh, and while you're at it, why don't you just save an additional $13 million in cap space by cutting Hayden? Do you hate this yet? Do you hate this subject (laughs) I mean, I know I kind of do. I mean, I kind of wish that what what would happen here is that the NFL would strike some mega TV deal and everybody would get together and say, hey, let's just have everybody raise the salary cap up to $200 and everyone can keep everybody. Yay! That's not going to happen. That's certainly not the sense that's out there anywhere, if it is. And if you're the Steelers, you gotta be thinking about tough, tough decisions. Cutting Joe Hayden would be really tough. When we come back, just one question. question. If you'd like to leave one, you can do that by visiting DK Pittsburgh Sports. Find the article that contains this podcast and leave it right there in comments. This segment of Daily Shot is brought to you by the personal injury law firm of Luxembourg, Garbett Kelly, and George, LGKG. They represent people who are hurt in car accidents, who need help with workers comp, who filed for medical malpractice claims. The attorneys at LGKG have been keeping promises in our region for over 80 years. Learn more about them at lgkg.com or by calling 888-842-5454. Today's Just One question comes from Mr. G, who asks, DK, with all the turmoil on the offensive line, why is no one talking about re-signing Matt Filer? The dude was much more than solid at right tackle. He's certainly better than Zach Banner who will probably only be here for a year after he signs. So why not lock up Filer now rather than go through this nonsense again next year? Are people anticipating that his demand will be too great to sign him this year of all years when there's an abundance of tackles available in the draft, too? I don't understand this. Please tell us that you know that the front office is at least trying to keep Filer. I'll agree with you that Matt Filer had turned himself into a solid Dependable. Right tackle. And I'll back Matt Filer as an ultimate team player for having gone along enthusiastically and professionally with Mike Tomlin's request to move him to the interior of the line in what was going to be a free agency year for him. That was taking one for the team it did not get a lot of attention but there's a big difference between right tackle money and left guard money in the NFL and he went in there to replace Ramon Foster and I mean he wasn't great but he also wasn't bad he was a better right tackle than he than he was a left guard i have not heard his name To answer your question directly, I have not heard him being brought up as a priority. I have not heard where or how he might be used. The Steelers are a very, very hard read in normal times on these sorts of things, let alone in coronavirus times when we, you know, never see them. It's just all arranged Zoom calls. But buzz emerges about this guy or that guy or an agent will squawk here or there. And Filer's name just never comes up. Would I be in favor of keeping Matt Filer? Well, to go back to the Joe Hayden discussion, there's a lot of guys I'd be in favor of keeping. In a vacuum with a $200 million salary cap. I mean, it's not just Joe Hayden. I'd keep Juju Smith-Schuster. If the cap wasn't an issue, I have no problem with him being on my football team. I'd keep Bud Dupree. I definitely have no problem keeping Bud around, but these things don't work like that. You have to deal with the parameters that are set. Filer might be a luxury in this setting. I know the Steelers are taking something of a risk by having... Two young tackles. You mentioned Banner. He'll be on the left side. Chuk has some additional experience, more than Banner, and's coming off a, a decent year at right tackle. And the rest of the line, I mean, unless you're a center, it's accounted for. Left guard is going to be Kevin Dotson. Right guard, unless something changes, as I was discussing on yesterday's show, it's going to be David DeCastro. And you have to find your center from the outside, most likely through free agency. So there again is a bill that's coming your way. For a team that can't afford to be signing a whole lot of free agents, center is a must. Center is not a luxury. Filer's not a center. He's not going to become a center. He's not going to play his third possession position in three years. So maybe that's why. Maybe it's because when you line up all of the pieces across the line and then you look at the cap, Filer doesn't make sense. That's not disrespect. Again, he'd be really nice piece to have. Uh, every coach loves to have offensive linemen who've played both outside and inside. It's... A really nice thing to have, especially when you have an injury or another situation mid-game that requires a dramatic adjustment. You'd like to make sure that your quarterback will stay alive for the remainder of that game. But I just don't know how, how, how Filer would fit with everything that I've just described. Really good question, though. We'll, it'll be really interesting to see how it plays out. Uh, I can't say that I have that answer right now. And as you've heard through this entire show, there are so many more questions in general than there are answers. Thanks to everybody for listening today, and we will do this again tomorrow.